Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Josh Peak. This is going to be a solo podcast as uh, people are quarantined, but also starting to go back to work. We're seeing sort of a resurgence, if you will, of people trying to get out of the house, trying to get back into the economy uh, while also being safe and washing their hands and that sort of thing, which is also very important. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me my opinion on this, and I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Um, I don't know why I have my headphones on. I can't hear myself in this thing. Um, a lot of people ask me my opinion of what I think is going to happen. I really don't know. I'm very hopeful that everybody's going to be safe, but, you know, from talking to different people, especially some somewhat experts like my mom and, and uh, Greg, um, I think that, I mean, in a way to me, it goes back to the very beginning of what I was saying that there's going to be at some point a vaccine and at some point a form of a, a herd, what's it called? Herd quarantine, herd a herd uh, mentality, not herd mentality. What is it when everybody gets it and a, a herd immunity? Basically, everybody's going to end up getting it uh, like the flu, like every other virus that's known to man. Um, if you don't have a vaccine, you know, the weird thing about a virus is it's not like an absolute thing. It's not something you can put a pin on and say, this is exactly what this is. Uh, listen to a really interesting podcast, Time Suck with Dan Cummins. I've mentioned it before. Um, Dan is actually a guest on Bert's podcast this week. I haven't heard it yet. I just saw that it posted. I'm really looking forward to hearing that conversation, especially since there's they're doing the Zoom. I don't know what it is about having a Zoom uh, podcast, but in some ways it allows some people to listen better. Um. I know for me personally, it allows me to talk to people in their own settings, and sometimes they're more relaxed in their own settings than they are if they come here. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. What do you think? I mean, you guys listen to podcasts. You're probably listening to my podcast right now. Is it better on a Zoom podcast if the guests are in separate locations, or do you think it's better when they're in the same location? Now, when they're in separate locations, obviously there's challenges, you know, because you have to line up the right time and you have to have things that are not, you know, distracting you going on in the background. But there are advantages in the fact that you're comfortable in your own place. You're not having to burn gas right now, especially if people aren't working, people aren't getting out and about, you know, you're having to cut back on your resources as much as possible. So maybe just cutting on the computer and being able to Zoom is, is convenient for you. Um, but as a listener, is the content better or worse or the same if people are zooming in? See, I don't know. I've, I've been watching some podcasts on YouTube mainly because of the zoom. I've been watching them more than listen to them. Uh, also because my work has sort of changed a little bit in the fact that, um, I don't have the access to listening to them as much as I was for a while. But, um, you know, for me personally, like I enjoy watching them sometimes because I can see what the people are doing with their face. And sometimes their facial expressions are kind of help tell the story, especially if they're making jokes with each other and you can see what they're doing. It's, it's sort of, 
it's sort of helpful to see, you know, a smile or a wink or a laugh or something like that. And I think right now, while we're separated from each other, uh, you know, social distancing and whatnot, that it is helpful to be able to look at one another, even if it's just an image on a screen, it's helpful to look at one another and go, Oh, wow. Yeah. I remember their face, man. That's, that's cool. I like seeing them. I've heard a lot of great podcasts. I've watched a lot of great podcasts. Uh, there's a very interesting one that I just watched. Uh, Burt Kreischer on the Burtcast interviewed a lady named Cody Heller. Um, when I saw the name Cody, my first thought was, that sounds like a dude. And then I looked it up and she's um, a writer, director, actor. Uh, she was one of the main writers on, um, what's the one about the dog? Wilfred. It's on FX where the, she, there was a guy in a dog outfit and it's supposed to be, it was supposed to portray a guy talking to his dog, but this is like a grown man in a dog outfit. So you could hear what he was saying and he was really rude and and obnoxious and, and it was a clever idea for a show. I didn't watch it, but I heard it was great. Um, She's also written on several other shows, acted on several shows. She has a new show on an app called Quibi, Q-U-I-B-I. Now, I looked into it, and supposedly the premise for Quibi was like short storytelling. So if you could tell a story in 10 minutes or less, then your show could probably be on Quibi. Um, I don't know if that's going to take off, but she's got a really interesting idea for a show. It's sort of based on her and her fiancé's romantic life, Um, and the show is called Dummy, D-U-M-M-Y. Now, you can see previews for it on YouTube, and I think the first episode is available on YouTube. Uh, Anna Kendrick plays her, basically, in this show uh, where supposedly um, her and her fella are about to have sex, and they're into role-playing, and just before they get into it, she notices um, some kind of sequin or something on the bed, and he's like, what is this? Have you had a stripper in here? And he's like, no, no. And he's, he's like, I'm kind of embarrassed, but I, 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 I have a sex doll. And she was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I have a sex doll. And it's just an outfit that she wears sometimes and you know, whatever. And it wigs her out. And so, but she's open and she's, you know, she obviously loves the dude and they're talking about it and he's embarrassed. And, and anyway, she takes some stuff to help her go to sleep. And, but as she's going to bed, she can't sleep because he starts snoring. And she hears a voice coming from this dummy in a closet calling to her, hey, girl, hey. And then all of a sudden, she's having a conversation with this dummy. And it's, it's the dummies just sitting there like, you know, animatronic, you know, or whatever you call it, where it's just stiff and its arms are out and its legs are out and it's just laying in the closet. But its mouth is moving. You know, it's, it's very weird the way they did it. I'm sure all technology stuff that you can do now with facial mapping and stuff like that has allowed them to do that. Um, but it looks very clever. The preview looks very clever. Um, and Cody Heller seems like a very interesting person. Uh, the guy that she's with um, is uh, the, the creator of Rick and Morty. And is it Dan Harmon? Yeah, Dan Harmon. Uh, Rick and Morty and a bunch of shows that you guys know. Um, but anyway, she's an interesting person. The show looks interesting. The The interview was interesting. She was drinking something and, and zooming from her house. And as she was, as the thing was going, she was drinking a little harder and 
she was getting a little looser and saying a little crazier stuff. And it was funny. Um, but it was very interesting because, you know, she says a lot of the things that, that some people think are very private about their life, about their sex life and stuff like that. And she's very open about, you know, Hey, this is what I did. And this is an experience that I had and I, I went with it or, you know, whatever. Um, it was a very interesting approach and it got me interested enough to watch the preview. Um, I'd like to watch more of the show just to see what happens because it looks like Anna Kendrick and this dummy go on a road trip together. I don't exactly know why or what they're doing, but it looks like crazy scenarios. And like I said, every episode is like around 10 minutes or less. Um, I don't know if Quibi's going to take off. I mean, what do you guys think? Is anybody out there watching Quibi? Do you enjoy it? Do you, are you like, Oh yeah, I'm into Quibi, man. This is cool. I like, I like this show and I like that show. I mean, if you are, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to find out. Um, I have been sending out shirts and, and I have people that are buying shirts, by the way. And thank you for that. Uh, please send me a picture of you wearing the shirt and I'll put you on the fans and guests page on the website and on the Facebook page and all that fun stuff. Um, I do have the website, www.stuffiheard.com. Uh, if you want to check out some merch, uh, there's a merch page. There's also pages for the episodes and all that fun stuff. Um, I am constantly learning, trying to make this better. So I hope that you guys are appreciating it. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, we've had a few fun things that have happened. The May the 4th be with you. Uh, it's kind of a Star Wars thing that happens every May 4th. Everybody goes crazy about their, you know, Star Wars costumes and everybody shows off their fun Star Wars outfits. And a lot of people are into cosplay online and they put photos of them on cosplay. A lot of very, um, uh, good girls, uh, have very, uh, revealing outfits that are Star Wars themed as they put on, on Instagram and stuff like that. And thank you so much for that. That's very impressive. Um, it's very creative. Uh, but then, uh, the day after, of course, people call revenge of the fifth, or, you know, it's supposed to be like the Sith revenge of the Sith movie. Uh, it's also Cinco de Mayo yesterday. Um, I had to work. Actually, fun, kind of kind of a weird, not fun, but kind of a weird uh, thing that's happened is I was cut back to 20 hours a week, and then I get a phone call Monday saying, hey, we, we can work more. Um, we boosted it up to 32 hours a week. So went to work. Uh, we're still not working on Wednesday, but now I'm up to three days instead of two days. So that was interesting. Got to go back to work and get some stuff done. It being Cinco de Mayo, I called my wife and I said, hey, I know we don't have taco stuff at home, but we got chips and we got some of that melty cheese stuff and some hamburger meat and salsa. Let's let's do some stuff like that. Let's just ground some ground beef and put some cheese in it. And like we got the, the liquid queso stuff that you mix in. It was really good. It's really fantastic. Now, I can tell you that I've made the mistake of buying the wrong stuff in our pursuit of finding this liquid gold. Um, when I went to the store... I happened to find some the first attempt that I made that ended up being perfect. It was very liquidy. It was flavorful. It mixed well with the meat and we liked it a lot. And so when I went back to buy some more, they didn't have any, but I bought something that said the word queso on it. And queso is just Spanish for cheese, basically. Now, the specific thing I needed to find was the word dip, queso dip. I didn't find queso dip. I found queso, which says that it's 
when you read the label, it says that it crumbles well and is a good topping. Well, what that means is when you go to get Mexican food and you get like your black beans and they have some of that white cheese that's grated on top, that's what that cheese is. It doesn't really melt super well. It takes a really long time to melt. It is really hard to digest because um, <laughs> we bought some and tried to um, tried to eat it and tried to pass it, and it was uh, it was a difficult journey. Let's just say that it was like it was like those hobbits trying to get that ring back to Mordor. You're like, this is a difficult journey. I really hope this comes out okay. You know, I don't know if I'm gonna make it, but. <laughs> But the liquid stuff, the liquid stuff is great. So I was able to go back and find the liquid stuff. Now, fun fact, if you're out there shopping for this kind of stuff and you're looking for a good deal on it, I have gone to Walmart and a small, like, I don't know, maybe 10 ounce container is over $4. And then I went to, um, I went to Harris Teeter and they had a 12 ounce container, but it was $8. I was like, huh. And then I went to, Sam's and Sam's had a large container that was like maybe 16 ounces and it was like six bucks. And I'm going, well, Hey, that's the one I need to try. And if we enjoy it, that's where I need to buy it from now on. Cause Holy crap, this stuff is expensive. I don't know why it makes it so expensive. I guess cause of the cheese and the cream and the magical seasoning they put in there. I don't know. Maybe it's the marketing. Maybe it's the packaging. I don't know. All I can tell you is it's really good. If you, brown some ground beef and pour it in there and heat it up. It's really good with some crunchy tortilla chips. Now I'm certain that if I could stop eating corn tortilla chips and, uh, and drinking beer, then I'd probably lose about 50 pounds, but, um, Ole <laughs> happy Cinco de Mayo. Hey, <laughs> now I had a good time, um, with our dinner and, and, and watching some of the star Wars stuff that's been on Disney. And I'd like to talk about that. If you guys don't mind, um, I plan on doing this a little more on Friday with my buddy, Josh Treadaway. I gave him a homework assignment. We were actually texting just before I did this. And I said, Hey, I want to talk star Wars. Have you seen this? And he was like, I haven't seen it. And I was like, ah. so here's the thing. Okay. If you guys are thinking about watching any of the online Disney cartoon stuff, just to kind of get into it and, and, and see what it's about. I can tell you that the clone wars is not great. Okay. The, the thing as a whole is really crappy, really crappy. I mean, I know I've gone back and forth on this podcast before you guys have heard me say it's good and heard me say it's terrible and heard me say it's okay. As a whole, it's really crappy. Now with that being said, you only have to watch the last four episodes to understand why they made the whole stupid thing. All seven seasons, all 20 something episodes per season. Just go to, just go to season seven. I think there's only like 10 or 11 episodes and just watch the last four. It has to do with Ahsoka Tano. She's supposed to be Anakin's Padawan. She's uh, kind of a uh, alien looking chick with some cool tentacle like hair that kind of comes up into a point and she's got some long, blue and gray looking tentacle things that come off her shoulders, kind of like hair. It looks kind of like hair. Um, she's very uh, cool. She's, she's Anakin's Padawan. Now, with that being said, Anakin's Padawan, if you know anything about Star Wars, you know that there is a time during the Star Wars saga where he, you know, in one of the movies, he kills Count Dooku. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it by now, it's been out like 
I don't know, 15 years. Um, he kills Count Dooku. And then the Senator Palpatine is actually the emperor. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> he, he actually, you know, mentors him into moving more into the dark side to supposedly save Padme's life. That's the whole theory that, that they talk about in that movie. Now, what you don't see when you watch that movie is all the stuff that led up to this. You didn't see... Now, if you want to see all of the, I don't know, 70 battles that they had lightsaber fights with Count Dooku or with General Grievous, those are pretty cool to watch. Those are worth, those are worth skipping around and finding those, those episodes with them in it to see the really cool lightsaber battles that they have. Now, that is one area where having a cartoon helps helps you see that action more than you would see it if it ever tried to make it into a movie because there's so much that happens. It can only be done as an animated series so that it's cost effective. Um, especially the General Grievous stuff because he's got like eight arms and each arm can wield a lightsaber. And he's really terrible with a lightsaber apparently because with eight of them, he still can't defeat one Jedi. Um, you know, whatever. He's he's dangerous, though, and he's very resilient, and he keeps finding a way to live and all this craziness. And that's why when you watch that movie and and Obi-Wan kills him, you're like, oh, okay, that's a big deal because they battle a lot to get to that point. Now, it's also a really big deal in the fact that you realize after watching all of the content what a complete bad-to-the-bone Jedi Obi-Wan was. I mean, he was able to kick a bunch of people's dudes' butt. Not to mention the fact that he killed Darth Maul in the first movie that you watch when Anakin's a kid, and then Darth Maul comes back to life because of some nefarious stuff that happens in the dark side and with the Sith and that kind of stuff. And and uh, the what do they call him? The... the the uh, the sisters of the night or whatever they they bring him back and 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 it keeps going on and on and he's even in the Star Wars Rebel series which is really good the the animated Rebel series he's really good in that now with all that being said all of it okay Order sixty six was the order that was given during the movie where. At one moment, all the, all the stormtroopers are fighting for supposedly the good guys, is what you think. I mean, they're helping out the Jedi. And then they execute Order 66, which basically means, all right, now the Jedi are the enemy. Kill the Jedi. And they turn on the Jedi, and they kill a lot of them. Because the Jedi are not expecting it. Up to this point, they've been allies. And if you watch the last season of the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon... You get to learn more about how they're allies and, and how they realize that there's a plot and they're discovering that there is a microchip in the stormtroopers' heads that are causing them to turn on the Jedi. One of them does it by accident as a like a flute short circuit type thing. And then there's a moment in those last four episodes where Ahsoka Tano is fighting Darth Maul in a brilliant lightsaber battle and Order 66 comes across. And you hear discussions of Obi-Wan's killed General Grievous. Um, or you hear that, that Count Dooku's killed by Anakin Skywalker. And you're like, whoa, that's happening right now. So it's pretty cool in the way they blended that together. Um, plus, there's a lot that happens story-wise 
with Ahsoka. And I want to talk to, to Treadaway more about it um, whenever we do our podcast. So a little bit of this is preview for that. And I hope he's not listening right now because he's going to be like, you're not supposed to tell me all that. Listen, I didn't say anything that you don't kind of know anyway. Um, but I want to talk about how cool it is. Okay. So on Disney Plus, they also had the final Star Wars movie that's come out or the latest Star Wars movie that's come out. I don't know how you say it. Rise of Skywalker has come out and it's on Disney plus and it's really fantastic. It's just as fantastic this time as it was the first time I watched it. Even though I knew it was going to happen, I still enjoyed it. I am that geek. I am that dude. I like it. If you're that kind of dude, cool. That's great. Awesome. We can hang out and talk about it. It's really fun. Um, I really love it. I want to talk more about it with Treadaway. I uh, just want to tell you guys, if you have the chance and you have Disney Plus, go watch it now. It's really cool. I know some people are like, I don't know. I really didn't get into the prequel stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The prequel stuff was crappy. All the stuff since since Ray has been introduced is good. It's leading up to this. This is the big battle. This is the battle you wanted. This is the the culmination of all the storylines, of all the plots, of all the Skywalker stuff, of everything. There's a moment, there's a moment where Ray says, come to me. And you'll know what I'm talking about. There's a moment where she says, come to me. And all of the Jedi come to her and basically give her all of their power. And it's, holy cow, amazing. Holy cow. Holy cow. Holy cow. Holy cow. I'm just saying, holy cow. So... Um, <laughs> I watched a show called Outer Banks. I don't know if I've talked about that. It's okay. It's it's fun. It's kind of like Goonies, but somehow these, you know, 20-something-year-old kids are playing like they're 16 years old and they're having problems that are like a grown person would never have in their entire life, but it makes for a very interesting story and it's shot in Charleston, so it, it looks really cool even though they're supposed to be in the Outer Banks. Just go with it. Just It's a fun show. Um, Afterlife 2, I watched that with Ricky Gervais. Very touching, very heartfelt show. Um, <clears throat> I've been watching a lot of YouTube, a lot of podcast stuff. Um, I've been catching up on Two Bears, One Cave, on the Bill Burt podcast, on, um, God, you name it. I mean, holy cow. There's so much content out there. Apparently, everybody had the same idea I had. We're stuck at home. Let's make more content. So people are making more content. Yay. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the one that I did with uh, Alex Condor. I misspelled his name when I first put it up. I spelled it C-O-N-D-O-R. And then my brother texted me right away when he saw it. And he goes, it's E-R. I was like, crap. I had to go back and rename it and retitle it. And sorry, Alex. Uh, I should have looked that up. Uh, I know I said I had one coming up with Adrian. Um, Adrian is my wife's, is my brother's wife's sister. Uh, she's an actor and, uh, uh, stunt woman on many of the shows that you've seen and watched and movies that you've seen and watched, uh, including walking dead and the Ozarks and MacGyver and dynasty. And I looked up her IMDB and I was a little blown away. I got a little intimidated. It's weird. I'm usually, I'm not intimidated by a lot. Um, but I suddenly thought, Oh crap, you need to do your homework. <laughs> so more than anything though, I just wanted to podcast with her and ask her, you know, what kind of challenges are you facing during this? 
you know, are you guys still, are you filming anything? Are you allowed to talk about it? Are you, you know, if you are filming anything or is there extra precautions being taken? Are there, is there testing going on? Is, you know, it's just kind of a, what are you up against kind of story. Um, I also had the opportunity. Uh, oh, anyway, that never came about because she got busy or whatever. Um, we just can't seem to touch base at the same time. I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe she's shy. Some people are just shy. Or maybe she's busy. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I had the opportunity to do one with uh, a couple of police officers. And I think it will be interesting to ask them what kind of challenges that they're facing during this. You know, if they're trying to social distance, but also keep the peace, you know, if there's extra efforts that they're making uh, to make sure that they protect themselves and their whoever they're arresting or, you know, inquiring about or whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's all kinds of extra stuff now that makes them a little more nervous about doing their normal job, which is way harder than it should be anyway. But that might be interesting to watch. I did see uh, on YouTube uh, Casey Nysat's last story that he did like a month ago about uh, Dan Mace getting the coronavirus. And I watched a lot of Dan Mace's stuff. Dan Mace is a very interesting podcaster. Uh, not podcaster. What is it? Vlogger, YouTuber from South Africa. He has a very interesting um approach to editing all of his stuff and i would love to learn some of his editing tools but at the same time it's exhausting to wrap my head around the steps that it would take to do what he does one of his last videos that he put out someone challenged him to make a song using bricks they wanted him to replicate the song bright lights by the weekend using nothing but bricks and he did and he, 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 if you watch the video, it's Dan Mace, M-A-C-E. If you watch the video, he's like, he's a, he's breaking bricks. He's, he's rubbing them. He's tapping them. He's drilling into them. He, he turns one of them into a whistle by drilling into them and making holes. And, and then he, he puts, you know, you got to watch it. It's incredible. It's really incredible. He makes one of them into a, like a bass. <laughs> he starts throwing them against stuff to make different sounds. It's really interesting. Uh, and then I realized, oh, he's got other songs that he's made music using various things. He did one with um, Eminem's song "Gorilla" and or Godzilla, Godzilla. And he he does it using his his fiance's hair ties. He like puts up her hair ties onto a board with tacks or nails and makes different sounds by plucking them. And he replicates the song. Um, he has another one on there where he does somebody else's song. I don't remember who, um, using like different pop soda drinks poured out in different levels so that it makes different sounds blowing into them, tapping on them. And at one point throwing them on the ground and having them crash. Very interesting, smart guy. He does a lot of cool vlog stuff too, where he has projects with people around the world. And it was during this project of him going around the world that he ended up contracting the coronavirus and he got tested positive for it when he was in Cape Town, uh, South Africa. So I hope he gets better. I mean, I know this is rough. Um, he does seem to be on the other side of this now and, and is doing better. Uh, but he's one of the creators that I watch often to learn new tips from because once in a while he'll show you really interesting tricks that are kind of workarounds. Cause he says, people ask him all the time, well, how do I do that? I don't, I don't have that kind of budget. One of the videos I watched that he made was, um, you know, some editing or some, some video tricks that you can do for under five bucks. 
And like one of them was using a, um, an aquarium where he put the camera in the aquarium dry and then dropped the aquarium underneath the water and had this lady swimming in a pool and he was being drugged on a surfboard beside her so he could get like a slow motion shot of her. So it looked like an underwater shot of her swimming. It's very cool. Um, he showed a bunch of different tricks that was just really fascinating. One of them was using like a, like a broom handle with a camera rig attached to it. That's just basically supported as you're holding it in between your legs and running around. So it looks like Blair Witch style. The camera is always on your face and always looking where you're looking and you're, it looks fantastic. Um, but he talks about how it's uncomfortable and anyway, a lot of cool little tricks to learn there. Also, if there's any creators out there looking for new, interesting ways to use their, their existing equipment, um, there's a channel that I watch all the time called think media, think media on YouTube is always showing you new equipment that's coming out. Um, I'm waiting for them to do a review on the new Mevo start camera. That's a new camera that apparently can record you um, and multiple people in the room and will let you split screen and move between subjects while it's just pointing at one person. That may be something secret, secret time. That may be something that I get for here. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it looks like one of those cameras that could be very useful. I don't know. I did get a new, um, what do you call it? A new adapter plate thingy. I don't, I don't know what you call it. I got a new thing for my tripod that I can hook multiple things to a hot shot mount, a, a triple hot shot mount adapter. I don't know. I don't know what you call it. I got one of those. <laughs> it was very cheap. Um, basically it allows me to, on your tripod, you have like a normal thing that you can hook stuff to. It then has a bar and a slider and different things that you can hook on stuff to so that you could put like a microphone and a light and a, a camera. And so that everything's all in one spot facing the right direction at the same time, because maybe on your camera, you don't, you don't have but one slot available for your little hot attachment to go to. Um, or you could be like me right now using a, um, an iPad mini and you don't have an attachment to hook a sound thing to. I've got an interesting rig that I rigged up myself. That's really not very stable. Uh, but I fashioned something up that sort of works using twisty ties <laughs> in a, in a plastic arm thing that I, anyway, this will allow this to, to, to work a lot better. Hopefully we'll see. I'm watching these videos and I'm just trying to get ideas every bit of it. Also, if anybody has any idea how to shoot video better, um, there's something that happens whenever I record a video and move it over into iMovie. The, the audio in the, the auto, audio from the mixer board doesn't match up with the video from the camera, and I don't know why. It seems to be off. When I started at the same time, the sound levels are peaking at exactly the right spots, and then when I hit for it to, to load... Uh, from that point on, it progressively gets a little off so that if you keep watching it towards the end, it's sort of like watching an old time Japanese movie where it's like, Godzilla! You know what I mean? So that's something I'm working on, something I'm trying to figure out. And I'm sure somebody out there is watching this that are going, dude, all you got to do is this. Okay, well, tell me. Tell me. Tell me. I'd also like to do 
there's a lot of things I'd like to do using this Zoom platform. And maybe some of you guys know how to do it. I'd like to do like a, like a, uh, a, a Zoom hangout with a bunch of people. Like we all get on and maybe play a game or we all get on and maybe do karaoke together on this. I think that'd be kind of cool. What do you think? Would you like to do that? Would you like to be part of that? Or would that be really stupid? I mean, if I get, okay, let's say I get 10 people saying that's really awesome. And I get like one person going, that's stupid. I'm probably going to ignore that one person. It's going to be the law of averages here. So um, by, by all means, input, give me some input. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me what you want to do. Go on the fan page. I have a connect page. You can type a message. You send me a message. Send me a picture of you wearing the shirt. <sighs> I can't say that enough. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get this thing growing, man. I don't know if you guys know this, but your your participation helps me grow. It helps me reach more people. It helps me learn more. It helps me realize this thing a little bit more. Um, I'm I'm experimenting every step of the way as we go. Uh, I've built another chair, by the way. I don't know if that matters, but I built another chair for the studio. Um, and maybe for the studio, I may sell it. I don't know. I haven't decided. I may give it away. Who knows? It looks beautiful, though. Um, <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at it. Right now, it's holding a T-shirt, uh, a stack of T-shirts, I should say. Um, but I've also got a new table for the back porch, and I'm just filling up my time of not working doing other work because... A rolling stone gathers no moss, and I am not mossy. Is that a term? Did I just make that up? Also, who has seen the Michael Jordan stuff on ESPN? And is there a way I can see it without having to watch it when it comes on ESPN? Because I don't have VOD, um, DVRs. Is there a way I can watch it now that it's already out? I'm asking for a friend. That friend is me. Um, I want to watch it. I want to. I want to. I want to watch Michael Jordan be awesome again. I watched it live. I watched it when it happened. He was the pinnacle of kick butt athleticism when I was a kid. He was the the top of the mountain, you know. And I want to watch it again. So anyway, um, I am wearing my Boba Fett t shirt. This is the one that I got from Disney. This is also the one that I've painted in the most because it's got paint stains all on the front, but I wear it whenever I'm around the house or if I'm going out in public and I don't care what people think of me, um, which is usually normally all the time. Uh, I did have to go to five different stores today to buy everything I needed. There is a new uh, hard seltzer out there called Press and my wife and her friends really like it. I tried one for the first time this weekend and I've tried other seltzers that are out there. These alcoholic seltzer drinks that are, you know, supposed to be, you know, an adult beverage, but it's also less sugar, less carbs. Um, and I haven't liked any of them except for this, this press is actually pretty good. Uh, I had one that was a, a lemongrass and lime and it tasted like a Sprite. It's actually very nice. Uh, they have different flavors that are out right now in a multi-pack and I want to try more of the flavors, uh, but they were actually very active on their Instagram. When I reached out to them, I was like, Hey, my wife and I happened to get some of this from a friend that went to Ohio and another friend went to Florida and they brought some back, but we can't seem to find any. Someone messaged me right back and said, Oh, we have some at your local IGA on this address. And I was like, cool. 
And so my wife went there and she bought them. And when they ran out, I sent him a message and I said, okay, she bought the last two 12 packs on the shelf. Can you reach out to whoever supplies it and see if they can get some more? And apparently they did. And they sent me a, a picture back within a day and, and says, how's this? And it was a display. I was like, cool. That's really awesome. That's It's cool whenever you can get a company like that to reach out and sort of help you bridge the gap of, you know, I'm a consumer and I want to purchase your product. Is there any way I can do that? I've tried to do that with Line and Google in the past with their Summer Shandy. And I've had some success. Uh, I know they're a big company and they got a lot going on. But uh, some of the some of the folks there at Line and Google are very active on their Instagram and on their Twitter, uh, reaching back to customers and, and fans and saying, hey, you know, thank you so much for supporting us. And listen, that's what it's all about. You know, if you've got a small company and you're trying to promote what's going on, help each other out, promote the positive, start talking about how people are doing really great things. I mean, here locally, we got a lot of food places that are making a rebound right now. They're really making a concentrated effort. Uh, Redbone Alley, Tubbs, um, Seafood, uh, King Hefe Taco, um, Julia Bells. They're all making a really concentrated effort to supply people with food on a regular basis by, you know, going on Facebook on a regular basis and saying, Hey, come see us. We got curbside. We'll bring it out to you. You know, Starfire, you know, these, these guys that are you know trying to make it during this, they've had to cut waste staff. They've had to cut kitchen, uh, kitchen staff. A lot of these owners and, and are doing it, you know, with just them and maybe one cook, you know, trying to prep food themselves and create it and make it and get stuff out the door. They're, they're employing some other staff to bring stuff out to the curb or man the phones or stuff like that. And everybody's just trying to get through this. So if you have the means and you have the ability, try to support local businesses. We've been once a week trying to support a local business in some way. And not to say that your chain business isn't local also because those people live locally. Um, but, you know, spread the wealth a little bit. Help everybody out as much as you can, if you can. If you can't, listen, I understand. We can only do what we can do, right? Um, a lot of people are barely making it right now. A lot of people are really struggling. If you know somebody's struggling, reach out to them and say, hey, you know, do you need any help? You know, sometimes just a conversation or a meal can go a long way. So that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. I've been talking long enough. Um, reach out to me. Send me pictures back of you wearing the shirts. I want to put it on all the social media stuff. Um, thank you for your support. Thank you for being a part of this. I've almost been exactly two years. It's coming up. It's coming up. I'm going to have like a big, this is it, two-year mark. And uh, hopefully I can get some folks on here to talk to with me about what they've enjoyed, what they've learned, what they've seen me learn. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a big deal. If you want to be on that, let me know. If you want to, if you want to chime in, maybe we could do a Zoom with everybody and everybody can kind of put in their two cents worth. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but anyway, that's coming up. Mark your calendars, okay? Thank you to every one of you. Appreciate it. If you haven't, please remember to review or subscribe. Uh, listen, it goes a long way. Give me a five-star review. Let your friends know, hey, I, I'm listening to this cool podcast. I want to be on the podcast. I want to talk about this. I'll talk to you about it. Listen, I love arguing different points of view. If I were to drink this tea right here and I'll tell you, man, this tea is good, but I had to argue to you why the tea is bad, I'll figure out a way to argue the tea is bad. It's just a conversation trick. Mm. 
I learned that in uh, public speaking class when I was uh, 19, I think. Yeah. Try to find both arguments in any argument. And uh, it helps inform you of your opinion if you have one. So anyway, that's it. Thanks. Appreciate it. Y'all take care. And as always, remember, cue the cow. <laughs>